Hey, you're listening to Tech Talks with Lou, and I'm Lou Temlett. I hope you're having a good day, and I'm really thankful for you listening. So, this is Tech Talks with Lou, the show in which I discuss the top tech secrets for success from the best in today's digital world. Last week, I spoke with Harriet Williams, a young black mum who sought to more clearly understand her legal rights and the rights of other parents in her situation. She has helped many young parents consider their options within the tech world and get back into employment, whether working for someone else or running their own business. If you haven't already listened, please head back after this episode and let me know what you think. My guest today has been inspired by philosophy and spirituality of martial arts. He is an actor in action feature films and assists in stunt coordination of movies. He is a real martial artist and a modern day philosopher who can change your life in one hour. I'd very much like to welcome Victor Chen to my podcast. Hi, Victor. Hello. Thank you so much, Lou, for having me on. It's a pleasure. You're very welcome. It's great to have you here. How are you doing today? Very good. Finally. It's uh, been a while. So I like the engagement. So we should have some fun. Fabulous. So um, I'd like to know how you got into martial arts. Where did it all start, Victor? Sure. Uh, I always love this question because everyone's journey is different, right? So for me, the odd thing is there's no one else in the family that does it. Usually they think there's a connection. Someone's done it. They pass that on to you. No, it was just me. That's how I was born. Uh, when I was like two, um, my father had a super egg video. This is before iPhones and uh, smartphones. <laughs> Old video with no sound, just the rolling footage. Uh, me, like I too, just kicking in my legs and doing things that I felt was natural. I can remember it still doing that. And I think that is partly how you're born, like a genetic disposition that you will go towards a certain type of avenue. Uh, some people may go into football, right? Uh, basketball yep. or music, uh, whatever. And I just happen to like that motion of the kicking and punching. Now, when you're two or three, I mean, you know, you don't know what you what you know yet. But yep. uh, I think there must be something I saw even on TV, I don't remember. Subconsciously, something may have clicked in, but that's the earliest memory. And that from that moment, it's just automatic. It just kind of rolled off. And you know, obviously, as I got a little older, you know, when you're in middle school and so on, it just became the thing to do for me. Uh, I didn't like any other sports. It was just kicking and punching <laughs> and doing the things you think you see on TV. You know, if I saw like a like Spider Man do a certain move, you would think as a kid, oh, that's what you yep. have to do, right? So that's kind of how it came to be. Um, and maybe a second part of that is probably at some point, um, like everyone's story has, uh, they get inspired or they see something. It's always from uh, uh, the legendary Bruce Lee because of the lineage that he's passed on. Somewhere, I think, I must have saw something. And that kind of maybe took it to another level where I just like doing this. And that's how, how did started, you, yeah. did your parents encourage you and, and send you to martial arts school? What, what was the, the kind of support for you? Yeah. Um, when I was younger, like eight, nine, uh, there were uh, quite a few, you know, these karate schools around. Um, this is like also around the time 
uh, when they had the Ninja Turtles, the very first movie. Uh, yes. uh, so every kid who see or saw something like this, they want to become like that, you know, Ninja Turtle, or this, the Batman, whatever. So um, I did, you know, enroll in these classes because you think that's the thing to do. But I like doing that. It's a, And they didn't really encourage it. They just thought that I wanted to do it. So they would just, you know, take you to go and do this. Yeah. But um, I would love to have that encouragement like you hear nowadays with some kids who begin to the Olympics, you know, like you hear their yeah. story. They're like yeah. 20 years old. They're like, yeah, my whole life is doing this. You're like, wow. To me, that's amazing because of the dedication. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't pushed that way. I mean, if if I was, I think the turnout would be a little bit different. Um, I, one of the things I've always wanted to do, if we fast forward, is always like how to get to the Olympic level. You know, that's like a yeah. one-shot deal. And whether you win or lose, yep. it just gains you that point. But you have to have that kind of, you know, consistency. I think at a younger age, once you're older, it's a lot harder. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, for me, I was very much interested in dance. And that mm-hmm. was, you know, as well as the coding, you know, that was my kind of physical expression. Um, you know, dance exactly. school um, every week. And, you know, it was encouraged. I did my exams. I did extremely well. And I think, you know, like you being inspired by something on on TV, I was mm-hmm. very much inspired by seeing all these dancers in Blackpool Tower Ballroom and uh, just wanting Absolutely. to wear the dresses and the shoes. And it was just amazing. Um, and likewise for you, um, Ninja Turtles, was there, was there any other you know, inspiration? I, mean, you know, I think it's anything you see that's physical movement, you know. It, yeah. it can be dance too. So it gets you motivated because when you're that young, you know, you just don't see what the the outcome is yet you just see the physical things happening across your screen so you're thinking how did they do this or what are they doing i think everyone has that same question even today um with so much uh influence of media and these things we're overloaded so every time we see something right wow how did they do this who is doing that and it becomes almost like autopilot uh, so nowadays you see kids who are doing like 10 different activities in school, which I think is overloading, but there's yeah. so much going on that sometimes you don't know what they actually like anymore because they're all over the place. Yeah. But at that well, time for me, yeah, it was just, I knew that, but it was never pushed upon me and even myself to go to that kind of a level because it didn't cross my mind then. I still thought it was just fun to do. I like yeah. it, but it wasn't like, okay, I must compete to become the best. And I just never thought of that. I wish I had. Do, you, I really do you think, do you think, do you feel there's some regret in not being pushed? I certainly feel that, yeah. you know, pushed yeah. for me, mm-hmm. then, you know, I'd be following my dreams much sooner than, you know, I might already, but. Absolutely. Um, I agree with you. There's, yeah. There's some of that. I think you know, uh, 0.1% or something like that. I think all of us have that in there. You know, there's a, that, uh, not one quote, but it's a popular phrase that people say is live a life with no regrets. Right. But I think everyone has something in there. It's like even the smallest percentage, because that's part of the life of a person. You want to experience these things that are very bad and very good. There has to be a regret of something in there. If like, you know, I bet you if, uh, Steve Jobs didn't create Apple and let's say he had all the knowledge and he decided to go and skateboard all day. Yeah. He might have regretted it, you know, and someone else said, 
okay, I'll take your ID and run with it. He goes, yeah, whatever, go for it. He probably yeah. regret it later on because <laughs> it's not about the money, but because he made something that changed people's lives, right? And that's to me what the, uh, the, the physical movement is. It could be anything, dance too. It changes someone's life because they see something like, oh, wow, I didn't know you can do that. And you can pick yeah. anyone in the world, people who are disabled, no legs or, or whatever. They can do things that you can't do, even with both two hands and two feet. So yeah. that, to me, is what the motivation is. Like, oh, wow, how did the person do that? Or how did yeah. they do this dance move? How did they do this, you know, uh, acrobatic move? And it's because yeah. not everyone can do that. So that, to me, is important. And I think, uh, you know, we're, we're inspired by things we see on screens um, yeah. because it, it allows us to reach out of our comfort zone and our existing boundaries to experience more. And I think that's really key for both of us in having that inspiration that's outside of our current yeah. field. And, Absolutely. And likewise today, you know, I, I know you, you show up um, – on TikTok and uh, all over with your um, philosophy tips, which um, are absolutely inspirational. So tell me where those philosophy tips come from, being sure. a martial artist. Yeah, uh, for me, I, I think the way that my brain is wired, it is always into the teaching mode versus the competitor mode. Uh, I think there's the difference between the two. There's ones that uh, who can be very good in competition with anything, right? They like to compete yep. with you. Even playing a game of like uh, uh, blackjack, they want to have to have to win, but they can't teach someone so well how to play that game, you know. Um, and there's some who can coach and do both, and some who coach only. So there's like a different facet for everything. So I think that's how my brain is wired. Which is why I probably I never got pushed that way into that full competition mode but the same token that i think is where the philosophy comes from it's because you wanted to provide a longevity of a service so that they yeah. can take the knowledge and do something with it and just because it's martial arts or uh, any other activity particularly this you have that spiritual side which is what is intended to be at some facet in today's world people want the gratification so it's the physical stuff first get in shape yeah. you know self-defense or whatever you want to say uh, or nowadays competition for making money as a, as a career, you have this urge, I must get it faster. But I think a lot of that philosophy is gone because it's, you know, 2022 coming up, right? Modern day it has to be fast. Yeah. So I like to try to bring some of that philosophy back to kind of ground myself, but also ground the next young generation who's learning. Um, I think that is the most difficult part I find in that as you see more schools around, more gyms are open. People yep. are signing people up. I mean, it's like going to the checkout line. You just check in and check out. It's just a constant yep. flow. Uh, there are some exceptions, yeah. There, I've seen some videos of people who have the philosophy and they're really instilling it in between each. And then that's important. And yeah. more of that should be shown. There's the ones that don't go viral per se. It's usually yes. the, the ones that people don't care so much about, I think. Yeah. And that's where, yeah. There's a big difference. 
I think, you know, having that uh, moving away from the quick fix, that it's yes. a, a long term process and right. we're around for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Let's make the most of that over a very calm and considered kind of learning process rather mm-hmm. than a, a quick fix. And Absolutely. I feel that's where yeah. your philosophy really comes into play in keeping things grounded, but moving forwards as well. I think that's really important right. that you, you're not in a static situation. You're right. you're incrementally moving forwards. Um, and I think, you know, anyone that's following your narrative and your uh, philosophy tips will draw from that. Um, I also, certainly do. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the kind of the idea too, you know, and I don't have that viral following and the big one. Uh, kind of that push because a lot of that I think is for the moment you know right yes. now it's super hot but how human beings work over time is that we as as our brains are processing we like what's hot right now just like a movie yeah. right this movie is the best right now because it's December of 2021 but when January comes you have another hot one coming out and everyone forgot about the last one so yeah. that is the process so for me with the philosophy within like the martial art term uh, you can use it for any any term um people who really do really well whether they're known or not known are the ones that really make that into the lifestyle you know um just like any dance competition you watch on tv you know america's best dance crew shows the dancing with the stars shows or they're the ones that you can see who are the coaches but they've they've been doing this forever right yeah you may not know them unless you're in that world and you like that world you know but now because of tv we now get exposed to that oh that's who this dancer was that's who this coach was see now that they have some popularity but maybe before without television and movies nobody cares yeah. you know because you can't see everyone it so, is it's interesting yeah. actually when you talk about coaches and people supporting those individuals succeeding in industry right now mm-hmm. i very much follow a lot of the dance coaches the choreographers and a lot of the tech world as well um, just yeah. the ones that are in the background the ones that are supporting behind the scenes mm-hmm. making everything happen and they're important because without them just like the coaches and the coaches coaches and then you go up the, the ladder is yep. without the, that uh process you know we don't have the the next hot basketball athlete or the next swimmer so my this is i use this uh, analogy a lot all the time because most people can relate to this everyone knows who michael phelps is right the best swimmer in the world they say yeah or the eight-time olympian etc etc so now he's established himself as a figure right now the analogy is with any activity he has a coach how do you access his coach probably unlikely because unless you're in that same field yep. you're friends with him or you're in that circle, that small circle to go to the Olympics, you're not going to be able to just call up this coach and say, I want to do some personal training. It's just not going to happen. You're too busy. Yeah. So you go to the next coach, which is probably his assistant. Maybe maybe can access. He's also busy or she's also busy. Yeah. There's a third coach who's like the assistant of the assistant. It's usually the person you kind of can access because they're the ones that kind of facilitate between getting new athletes from college or high school or whatever it is, you know, it's kind of in between that helps guide that person to the right avenue and say, Hey, you're pretty good in this, uh, swimming competition or whatnot, you know, maybe you could take it to the next level. So someone has to kind of encourage that person to kind of 
reach out the next direction to become what into that zone where the Michael Phelps is. Now you feel yeah. that in instead of swimming, pick another topic, tech related, yeah. uh, martial arts related, or whatever. I always yeah. feel like I'm kind of like that third uh, individual who is kind of pushing someone, not pushing, guiding someone into yeah. the area that they want to go. Then they have to yeah. take it to the level that they want if they want to become a professional or something, something, right? Yeah. So I think that's the most important part that you said is behind the scenes that people forget. They always see the main person, but who's the people behind them that got them there? Because yes. you're not going to have a, a Michael Phelps guy or a Michael Jordan or a yeah. David Beckham type character without their coaches there. It's impossible. Exactly. I mean, who's he so, you do have notoriety in your own context, though, Victor, because you've been in a number of feature films that I gather in post-production. So tell me a bit about the experience um, about being on set and how that's been for you as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's part of the creativity side. You know, in conjunction with martial arts uh, nowadays, is very popular because we have more of these uh, uh movies that come out and TV shows that have action-oriented elements. So people naturally gravitate towards that. Now they're what we call cross-training, right? Doing everything from CrossFit to the kicking, all this up to because they want to create a story that motivates someone to watch it. But for me, you know, uh, big or small, it's more of like, how do you make an impact in that particular project? That's the most difficult. So being on the set, I I would say like maybe 13, 14 I remember doing like some small ads. At that time, I knew nothing. Not like kids nowadays. I knew nothing. It was just something that I don't know how I came across it. I think it was just some advertising on TV at the time, you know, when they had advertisements. And you, oh, that's kind of cool. So you call a phone number up, you know, you do these, you know, <laughs> these type of things. And that's what I knew at the time. But I was already kind of like that researcher mindset. I remember, uh, if you know, the newsletter or the newspaper called The Hollywood Reporter. It's mm-hmm. like a big magazine, like huge at that time. Now they have everything online. But I would go into the the bookstore and pick up the magazine for the magazine shelf. I would go to the back of it and you see all the casting call and all these oh, phone yes. numbers. That's yep. for me at 13, 14. I didn't know what I was doing, but I felt like, how do I do this on my own? Like, how do I call these people? I want to be in this film because, you know, you saw something on TV. That's so that's cool. what I did. That's very that, cool. It was kind of my own investigation into figuring out how to find what a movie is about because we watch it i was you know you know except 13 14 i don't know anything about what i said now fast forward to being an adult or at least 20 30s you do a couple of small things here and there whether it's a student project or uh, independent you got to see oh there aren't that many people here uh, this guy does a lighting. This guy does this. So that's how I started to learn, and I already have that, you know, inquisitive mind. So you would now YouTube everything, start learning, and I think part of that is how you're built. Like I said earlier in the beginning, it's like a DNA. Some people can be on a set, and even if like fifty years, they still can't tell the difference between one lens and the other lens. Yeah, they don't know. You know, you fill in the blank. It's not that they're not good. It's just that's not their interest. So they only want to do their role and that's it. I like to see what everyone does because not that I want to do that. It's just because it helps the entire unit, right? 
Yeah, it's seeing uh, that big picture and to, yeah. having that logical mindset to investigate and understand how everything's put together. Um, exactly. That it's not just your input. It's, right. it's being involved and seeing the contribution of everybody else that works towards that that bigger thing. And, you know, exactly. that, that's, I don't know, I think that's well, a really great thing to do to have that inquisitive mindset and understand because it then sparks inspiration for moving on and, and trying different things. Else we're, we're stuck in our rut of just doing one thing. Well, that's um, what it is now as, you know, uh, as any actor or actress, they've also become nowadays, right, young ones. They're, yeah. they're producing their own things because they have to learn how to do that. You know, uh, the, the big celebrities, of course, you know, they have a big group. But if you're yeah. not, you still have to learn how do I, and you fill in the blank, you know, because yeah. you want to make something. But if you understand a little bit of, a little bit of each person's role, you understand how difficult it is. It's not just yeah. me standing in front yeah. of a camera just saying something because that's your own personal thing. But to make yeah. it so that there is a value for a team, you understand what the camera person is doing, you understand why the makeup person is important, and you fill in the rest of the blanks. And that's what I always enjoyed because uh, there's not a lot of, uh, not appreciation, but acknowledgement at times because it's a rush event. When you're filming something, yeah. it's always, you know, everything's heavy and intense because you're short on time. Everyone's short on time. Uh, the budget always runs super fast. The budget's gone. And that's for everything uh, because it costs money to make something, you know, and yeah. that could be time. That could be your money's your time. So I started to really understand a lot more the overtime. So the recent stuff, uh, things that I worked on that are in post-production is partly a, a joint effort because they're not you know, Marvel, where right? you don't have a $50 million budget. You have to understand how to make a name for yourself, but also at the same time, understand the appreciation of what they're putting in. So it's a combined yeah. effort where you are now not just the actor, but, you know, because I do the action. So you're like uh, coordinating a little bit here and doing a little bit there. You're doing like production. So you start to touch every single aspect because it's independent or because it's a smaller budget, you have to, I think, if you can, and they allow you to, provide that feedback to help make things smoother. Yeah. Most don't. They want you to stay in your area and that's it. But the other ones that are open to it, you can add a couple of input that might help. Yeah. I always like those it's, yeah. it's having that reiterative process and you know seeing what could be improved or how Absolutely. someone else might do it differently mm -hmm. as well as opening your mind up to receiving feedback yes. and advice to improve but just bringing all of those skills into one place and certainly that's mm -hmm. how it is with tech yes i probably wouldn't have got into podcasting if i hadn't you know been inspired by um, certain people and listening to podcasts, seeing how they're doing it, looking at the kit, knowing that I could probably edit and uh, produce. And I've just had a go. And I think that's yeah. that's the philosophy with you as well. If you just have a go and, uh, you know, ask, ask for help, ask for advice, Absolutely. keep improving, keep moving forwards. Um, you know, we're all growing and we're all making significant strides. And, and like you say, yeah, that's a struggle too, in the same sense, because of tech and media, let's say those two items together is such a yeah. big entity now. And, you know, film and movies and TV and all that is part of media is because if, if you're not a known individual, 
most people don't care, right? Because yeah. they think that you don't know anything yet. But suddenly, if overnight you become a sensation, everyone seems to care, even yes. though you know nothing. They all of a sudden think you're the best thing because why? It's social media. You get invested into that individual's whatever that is, right? So yeah. the importance of tech, even in the martial arts, is the same way because now you see a lot of videos that people post up where back then you don't have that option. You know, yeah. when I was training, uh, it's not that long ago, but you know, it was a while ago. The very first, um, I would say, explosion of what real martial arts on combat in a sport is, is everyone now knows it's the ultimate fighting championship, right? The UFC, it's an organization. Just like watching uh, any football match, you have an organization that runs as a business. But back then, 1993, when it first started, the very first event, no one knew what it was. Nobody seemed to care. They just saw it as a, like a spectator, like a oh, but this is kind of strange. But because of technology, they were able to broadcast and stream that on pay-per-view at the time. And yes. because of that option, we could actually see it on TV. But imagine without the tech, we couldn't see anything because it's only in that city or that arena. But there's no TV. We don't see anything. Yeah. Like imagine, you know, 100 years ago, we don't have Facebook. You know, how do people communicate? You have to write letters. <laughs> uh, nowadays, people are like, write a letter. What are you talking about? They just send an email, right? We had a text because <laughs> yes. technology has changed. So for the martial arts, it has changed. People are posting all kinds of videos now. Some are very good. Some are terrible. Uh, yeah. And all in the mix in between. So now it's hard to find what's considered legitimate also. also. Oh, hard yes. to find what is valuable yeah. to you. It doesn't mean you have to be the best. It has to be someone, I think, that's what the philosophy is. It relates to you and your lifestyle. Because sometimes the, the most exciting athlete is not always the best coach. You yeah. know, they just can't translate it over. Uh, that's why, like I said earlier, Michael Phelps has a coach. You know, otherwise he could coach himself. But he needs to have that motivation push. He needs a nutrition person, you know, a, a mindset person, right? Someone who does yeah. his stretching, rehab. I mean, all these things because why? That kind of individual is competing once in a lifetime in this event. And he can't do it by himself. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a combination where tech and media is everyone now can see something. Yes. Uh, and it is relatively to, yeah. easy to produce yeah. your own content Anything and now, to, right? to share it's it. And Yeah, <laughs> you know, is out there and it's good and bad too. Uh, and I say that because I think a lot of people don't say that. They always want to say everything's like, I understand being positive. Yes, you need to be positive, but it's also being positive functionally. I think that's the difference. Yes. You're not functionally, yes. you know, you just, like, for example, in the martial arts, you have a lot of this, uh, these self-defense videos now. I mean, they're coming from every corner of the world. Uh, some of them are, I think, um, dangerous in a sense because you get the false sense of security which is a very common thing you get in this type of uh, situation you watch a video you think that works because now this guy has 4.5 million followers you think this must work because everyone's following him yeah. it's like kind of a, a trend thing but you know we have people who actually try that it's, it's not as easy as it looks because you know like doing tech right we have created a way that we can communicate on video, but no one yep. sees what you're doing behind the scenes. It takes a couple more steps. Yeah, so, there's there's kit and cables yeah. and lighting and everything. All that. But people don't <laughs> care about that. They just want to see the results. So they see these videos because yep. of social media technology. I can click on and type in, you know, 
how to block blah 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 or whatever how to stop this guy i mean there's no such thing as that people create these uh i think yeah. imaginations and you make a video you have a nice outfit on i'm not gonna name names but there's a couple of people like that and what happens is you get kids who watch this they think they're gonna do this and they get beat up yeah. in school later because they're trying this so yeah. this is the problem i have with the martial arts into tech is that they're using it as an advantage to yes i understand they promote themselves sure but the stuff yeah. that they're doing sometimes is i don't know where they come up with these ideas you know yeah uh, and that's the issue i think you see a lot of comments on tiktoks and social media where yeah. they make fun of it but no one's addressing it in a way that sometimes i feel it's functional for that impressionable young person you can make yes. fun of it but the eight-year-old yeah. doesn't understand that you know so. And I think it's it's the the desire for a quick fix for something, you mm-hmm. know, high profile and Absolutely. speedy rather than set in the, the philosophy and the foundation and the structure of Absolutely. how something might progress in a in a healthy Correct. and safe way. Correct. Um, and I think, you know, that that's I guess that's why we've connected because it's about foundation, it's about setting setting Absolutely. things up from the beginning yeah. that are then a consistent approach that can be Correct. continued easily and um you know well, growing on from there that's the key right there you say it's the foundation which is kind of yeah. the, the staple of everything right could be a foundation of anything you know yeah. and that foundation can come from any resource but it has to be a point of something of a base because especially the physical things right if you want to dance you can have the natural ability to pick it up faster. But at some yeah. point, you're going to have a coach that you, if you want to take it to the next level, they're going to have to give you a little guidance because you have to frame it in a way that it matches that audience and what they visually see. Otherwise, that audience will understand. Like It doesn't match the setting. Just like, again, going back to any sport, you know, if you're playing uh, American football or, you know, or, or uh, UK soccer, whatever it is, and you can kick the ball. I don't kick the ball. I kick the ball too. But there's a point where you have to play with everyone else. So you have to have that team because that is yep. an activity. So how can you just kick the ball randomly? Because now your teammate can't, can't get to the ball, you know, and so on yep. and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, the foundation. Yeah. Yeah. And within within my world, within tech and creative, if I couldn't draw and if I couldn't paint, then using Photoshop mm-hmm. and creating video and, and kind of uh, creative outputs, if that's I didn't exactly. have those core foundations, it wouldn't work. Likewise, Correct. you know, with fitness, being able to do these high profile sports, exactly. if you don't have the core fitness, you don't have the foundation, then it's a real struggle. Um, I'm not going to say it's easy at all, um, no. but it takes time. And and that's, mm-hmm. I guess, where people haven't got the patience. They haven't got the um, the ability or don't want to seek the ability to Correct. take the slow approach. And it's incredibly frustrating. I'll agree with that. Yes. Um, Here's but, a good um, example. So um, there's a lot of uh, what a lot of... Uh, trainers do nowadays or just you know uh personalities let's say especially in the martial art world more so than i think other other worlds because it is still not unknown but it's unknown in a sense that it is not like a a, a, a nationwide or a countrywide or worldwide sport in a sense that every school does this you know like yeah. every Amer- at least in america every school has a baseball somewhere soccer american football tennis uh even volleyball now they've added almost every western 
space has something like this, which is a standard look. Yeah. The martial arts stuff comes in every so often. Some schools will offer it. Some schools don't. They do like a seasonal, yeah. uh, a club, you know, so it's not consistent. It's just like whenever they want to show up. Yeah. And so the, the, the thing with that is that, uh, you have a lot of this uh, workshop seminar type of atmosphere. I'm not against it. I'm only saying that the foundation is not there for every individual who attends a workshop. And yes. then there's a false sense of that after one week, this person can now can, you know, fight off 10 people. I mean, there's no thing that you yeah. can understand the concepts. Yeah. Now that is yeah. what you learn is the philosophy side, but physically, like you're saying, if you don't have the core fitness, you can't do the endurance. You can't even yeah. cross the street yourself. How then can you say that I'm going to go and feel, you know, do all these things? It's the same as going to the Olympics. Just because I, I shoot the basketball, it doesn't mean they're going to hire me to play in the, in the, in the national team because I shot yeah. one ball. I don't yeah. know how to do the rest of the, the activity. So this is what I found with martial arts and workshops. A lot of people are doing these things, charging like thousands of dollars. And I'm thinking, but is for that moment, that scenario. Yeah. What happens if the scenario changes? They don't know how to adapt to it, which is part of filming and action and filmmaking. Yeah. And these things I find is you have a lot of people who are good to copy the movement, right, physically. But once you step out of that, they can't do, they can't like create their own scenario. Like how do you adapt yeah. to that? And that's part of the creative side is like you set up the booth to do X, Y, Z, but you yeah. understand the process that goes behind it. You know, if you yeah. drop someone else in your shoes, just press record, and what happens if the record button doesn't work? Now they freak out. They don't. They don't have a foundation yeah. of how to set up the rest of the the podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's the issue I found. Yeah, yeah, and I think very much in education. I remember being in, um, you know, middle school, and mm-hmm. we, you know, we had tech lessons every week. Um, you know, we were using emails back in the very early nine. No, probably late. Yeah, uh, very early 90s. That's pretty good. We were sending yeah. sending yeah, dialogues and notifications across and across the classroom. Oh wow. So we we kind of, you know, hooked into what was going on and sending messages around that weren't the email system. So we could still hack in and and you know, mess well, around with the great. system. But you it was consistent, yeah. at, you know, and that's been consistent throughout my career um but likewise you know i'm seeing martial arts offered as after school clubs for example Mm -hmm. in children's school but that's not part of the the kind of core education but what if it was what if philosophy and martial arts and tech were all consistent a consistent approach within education and you know thinking out loud what other core um subjects we could incorporate within education and i think it's that ongoing process that just becomes part of our lives and our children's lives to you know bring forth a, another generation that is even more advanced than we are right which, and, you know, and that's uh, important what you mentioned that it's uh, that's kind of what i have been doing but you know i need to take it to another level is combining all those elements together because yes we're on zoom we're on any platform youtube you name a platform is part of tech now it's already ingrained in us every 10 year old kid if not younger knows how to use a cell phone which is great great skill because at that time when i was 10 we didn't have cell phones like this so there was not a learning curve you can take because it was not available but now every kid can do it it's now combining that skill 
and focusing it with something that they like to do that they could combine both because why yes because of uh world changes you have a lot of virtual classes you have uh, yeah. the online option to connect worldwide so yeah. since you mentioned that you know one of the the clients that i'm working with in a short term it's um overseas company that's connected to a third party you know fitness company and it's off of zoom because they're in another location i cannot physically go there and they cannot physically come here so the training is going to be different it's not the same as in person of course i cannot physically grab them like this but it's again the philosophy and the mindset that gets them psychologically to that point where they can then have the confidence to step into a gym to do something it's usually that's the most difficult part it's not the physical part it's usually i don't want to go because and you fill in the blank i'm lazy today I'm busy yep. today. I haven't. You, they don't want to do it until yeah, they I, understand. Yeah. And I think, you know, technology has brought us closer to achieving, you know, things more consistently and um, just more comprehensively. And mm-hmm. also, you know, inquiring minds and actually seeking, you know, content right. that can kind of help us. So, what's um, coming up in 2022 for you, Victor? Well, definitely one is to, uh, uh, it's the first block, taking my, you know, uh, what I call the, the martial arts education program to a, a definitely a level that um, I hope can grow bigger in a sense you can make an impact, whether that's an organization, you know, a school or whatever it may be. And that is always the staple, like the, the foundation of the bread is going to be that. Everything comes off of that. So that is definitely on the works or in the works, I should say, you know, and the second part is definitely have to explore bigger into the creative side of the filmmaking, you know, not always these small independent things. You have to take it to the next level because why people gravitate to more bigger things. You can do 45 small little projects, but people are not going to be as keen to it as if you do one or two big ones. All of a sudden, now you're, you're a household name, they call it, right? It's because you yep. gravitate towards that media. So technology is a huge part in that because without it, we were not going to be able to watch and see these things. And no, no, one, was gonna, no one will care how big yeah. of a celebrity, you know, nobody cares because yeah. you're not online now. You're not looking at something. You know, imagine me telling you that, oh, I will send you a VHS tape in the mail. You're like, what is a VHS tape? Because I've still got VHS tapes and Betamax tapes. I, I have uh, VCDs, <laughs> if you know what a VCD is. So I have these things, but the new generation, we don't look for that. We look for what's the link because they have yep. to get it right away. So there's no quick fix. However, yeah. I also understand that is the platform. So to grow both of the education program side yep. into the, the filmmaking side, I think it's not new, but it's also personal endeavor everyone has their own whatever they like and yeah. i had to do the way that works for me because i think that's the audience that at some point in time will connect with you and understand there's better value than just Absolutely. Me pushing it's, out 45 movies but nobody cares about it because it's yeah it's not worth it you know it's that intuitive and philosophical steps forward that feel right for us um and just believing in ourselves and I think you know when I speak with people on my podcast it's very much about knowing that what we're doing is good and we're good enough and we have belief in ourselves to keep Mm -hmm. moving forwards Um, and I think you know for anyone listening 
it's maintaining that and just keeping going. Um, and that's and difficult. They, yeah. I mean, uh, because it's unique, you know, there's not too many podcasts, especially if it's a specific topic, you know, like this one's tech related primarily, but you add something like a physical element. Some people cannot relate to that. They can't see the combination. Yeah. Here's a good example. So um, with the film stuff um, over the years, I've, been fortunate to connect with a lot of uh, really good people. They become friends, and it's not about asking them to get something. It's that they're actually good people, and so there's two of them. And uh, one is uh, Jackie Chan's dialogue coach. His dialogue coach lives where I live in this area. We become friends, and that is not uh, throwing out the name, but it's to show that technology allowed us to connect. Because I yes. saw a photo on Facebook from another friend who I did a project with. A small little project, like a day, a very small project. But I saw a photo with her uh, and uh, the dialogue coach. I, said, I looked at her and said, man, she looks so familiar. Like, why do I know her? So <laughs> I messaged on the Facebook comment. and I, I mean, a message. I commented on it. I said, do I know you? Or, and we've, we've connected before, but it's been su- such a gap of time. But because of technology and what Facebook at, at that moment allowed us to actually, oh, it's you. It's kind of that connection. And then yeah. this is, you know, many years ago. But because of that, over time, you know, I've connected uh, from her to other people, to my own manager, and yep. the rest of a lot of the bigger names, for example, in the the Jagged Chance stunt team and those kind of groups. And then from there, you have other people. So because of technology, I was able to connect with them. And this is all in, in the martial art element because they do action filmmaking. So I think for an audience who may not understand, it's just like me trying to do the coaching, is that people don't understand it. Why schools don't have this type of philosophy or martial arts education as a staple, as a standard included with it, is because they don't understand it yet. They're just thinking it's, it's yeah. a club. It's after school activity for like one day, once a month. It's like you're not going to learn anything. You're going to yeah. learn only what that kid wants to do at that moment. And I try to change that. And there are a lot of people who would probably do it. But it will always be like that because it is not a standard look. You never know. I mean, technology was after school club. It was, you know, coding club, you know, in your Mm -hmm. spare time, going to Internet cafes. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, now and now it's, you know, it's an intrinsic part of every everybody's life and within education. So there's no reason why martial arts now, you know, coming back in. Yeah, it might go to that direction where, you know, it has to be something where one group or, or whoever is making it so that it becomes like a nationwide thing because yeah. then it's hard to also standardize yeah. it. You can, um, I mean, a perfect example is a lot of the audience may not know this. So anyone who follows um, Bruce Lee, they only know him because of the movies, right? But a lot of people don't know is the personal side. One of the students I remember from an interview, 1980-something, uh, um is uh, Dan Inosanto. He is uh, the one that took over kind of, in a sense, the teachings to pass on, right? One of the guys, the main one. He's still alive, like 80 plus today, and a great inspiration as a a human being. But he did an interview and he said, someone asked him something in in the sense that, can you not like make his art like a standard thing? You know, like, can everyone just do this? And his response is great in a sense that, is it, it's because that was what worked for him. You can understand the concepts, right, from it. But you cannot always standardize it because it's a 
self-expression. This is what oh. Bruce's art is. This is self-expression. He found yeah. what worked for him. He picked up different tools of the trade and created what is now known as, you know, the JKD. We're going to go into detail of that. But it's like creating Apple. Yes. Uh, uh, Steve Jobs had picked different elements, found what worked for him, and he made Apple, right? And now we spend billions of dollars every day buying all these Apple products. But because some things can't be standardized, you can only get the ideas from it. You have to have your own expression from it. So that's what the martial arts is. There are some things that are standard that you can kind of pick from, but everyone will have a different expression. So I think that's one of the yeah. most difficult challenges for uh, to make it like a nationwide thing where everyone does it. Because the question would be, well, what do I do? So who who does it correctly? Which is the best? Uh, they always say, "What's the best style?" Uh, I always I don't yeah. like that question. People ask all the time, "What's the best style?" It's like saying, <laughs> "It's like saying which is the best? Uh, what's the best pie for the holidays?" I'm like I don't know. It's whatever you like. There's yep. no one pie that will satisfy everyone's craving. You know. So the martial yeah. arts are like that. It's like a big pie, but you have to pick different parts of the pie that fit you. You yeah. can't just be putting it as a standard you know and i think that's what tech is you have some standards but everyone picks different parts of tech that works for them you know yeah victor it's been amazing chatting with you we always have such in in in-depth discussions and there's always so much learning you know very much about foundation and setting a really good structure in terms of education um within the tech world and within the martial arts world and and just kind of continuing to keep going incremental you know bringing in some of that core philosophy um and if anyone out there has not come across victor chen's mm-hmm. uh, instagram and tiktok go yeah. and check it out it'll be in the show notes and uh we'll yeah enjoy because yeah. it's, it's I mean, very message, inspirational you know? exactly we message and sometimes it's the unknown voices that make a difference with that individual you know, yeah. I think that's the, the the big lesson there I learned over time is usually the people you don't know that make more of an impact to you than the big fancy names that everyone, yeah. they, they do know. It's because yeah. you take the time to look at, like behind the scenes, how much work is it takes to put that show together. So yeah. um, I think that's how I always root for that. It's the most difficult part, uh, but it's also the most valuable part. Fabulous. Thank you very much, Victor. Thanks, Lou. It's a pleasure (laughs) as always. Yeah. Drop me a review, subscribe or follow wherever you are listening because data makes me feel so great. And who doesn't love looking at stats and seeing progress? Now, this helps me to deliver even more exceptional tech discussions. I want to be producing amazing content for your ears that gives you the tech insight to my amazing guests.